As Jesus traveled and ministered to people while he was on the earth, he would often just want to get away so that he could relax, meditate, or pray. One of these places where he would get away was the small village of Bethany. Since he had friends that lived there, I think it's natural for him to want to go to Bethany and relax by spending time with his friends. But there's also a very important geographical reason why Jesus would choose to stay there. And that's what we will be discussing on today's program. Welcome. Today is Monday, March 16th, and you're listening to the Exploring Bible Lands podcast, My name is Barry Brittnell, and I appreciate you joining with me today. You know, I love maps. When I was growing up, I could tell you the exact day when Rand McNally would come out with their latest edition of their atlas. Well-drawn maps can be very beneficial and extremely interesting. A couple of years ago, when Google came out with their online mapping program, my whole life changed. I would be embarrassed to tell you how much time I've spent looking at those maps. I look at places where I've been or I look at places where I want to go. But the more that I study maps, the more I realize that they don't come close to telling you the whole story. That is because maps that we have in atlases or even online to some degree are two-dimensional. You can easily tell what's north to south or what's east to west but it's very difficult to judge elevation. You will often see maps with contours on them which will help you understand the elevation, but it's still printed on two-dimensional paper. The small village of Bethany is just a dot on our biblical maps. It sits there just east of the city of Jerusalem and is no more recognizable than any one of a hundred other dots that are on the map. However, this village held a very special place in the heart of Jesus. He stayed there often as he visited the city of Jerusalem. Why? It's because he wanted to get away. The ministry of Jesus lasted about three years and had its ups and downs. When he started teaching in Nazareth, Luke 4 tells us that after Jesus had spoken in the synagogue, that the people rose up and drove him out of the town. But once people actually started listening to what Jesus was saying, and after Jesus began performing miracles in their presence, his popularity grew immensely. We could read many stories that took place in and around Galilee in which Jesus was completely swamped by the people. In Matthew 14, we read of Jesus wanting to get away from the people. He gets into a boat and the people start to follow him. In verse 13 we read, Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, 
and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. In this passage, as Jesus was in the boat, the people actually followed him on land as they watched him travel. Later in Matthew 14, we have another story in which Jesus and his disciples were crossing the Sea of Galilee. Beginning in verse 34, it says, And when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of the place recognized him, they sent out around to all the region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. Here's a situation in which just as Jesus landed at Gennesaret, all of the people from all of the region rushed down there to come see him. And in Luke 8, we have another interesting story. Jesus and his disciples had been on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee when they arrived back in the area of Capernaum. Picking up in verse 40, we read, Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler in the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed all around him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for twelve years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceived the power that has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling, and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Here's another story in which the people are actually waiting on the shore of the Sea of Galilee for Jesus to arrive. Then he's immediately approached by Jairus, and even before he can get to his house, he's approached by a woman who had this discharge of blood. After touching Jesus' garment, he asked who had touched him. And Peter responds by saying that it was impossible to know because of all the people who were around Jesus at that time. You know, it's, it's no doubt why Jesus often wanted to get away so that he could have some time for himself. And when he was in Galilee, we find him doing exactly that. In Luke 6, verse 12, we read, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. In Matthew 14, verse 23, we read, And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And in Mark 1, 35, we read, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed, he went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So we can see that during the ministry of Jesus, he enjoyed the opportunity to get away from the crowds and spend some time in meditation and in prayer. 
Toward the end of his ministry, when Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, it was no different. While he was in the city, he was often surrounded by people. Sometimes those people would be the ones who were sick and wanted Jesus to help them. Other times, he was surrounded by people who really, genuinely wanted to listen to him and learn from him. Still other times, he was surrounded by the Jewish leadership, who were constantly attempting to trip him up or catch him doing something that they deemed unholy. After spending entire days in this type of environment, Jesus would often stay in the city of Bethany. As you remember, Bethany is the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, all of which were good friends of Jesus. But there's another reason why he stayed there. As I mentioned earlier, for most of us, Bethany is just a small dot on a map. But its exact location is probably another reason why the city appealed to Jesus. John 11 verse 18 tells us that Bethany was approximately 15 stadia, or about 2 miles from Jerusalem. So, staying here allowed Jesus to put some distance between himself and all of the activity in the city of Jerusalem. But if you look at the city geographically, you'll notice something else. For those of you who listened to my podcast a couple of weeks ago about the mountains around Jerusalem, you'll recall that we learned that the Mount of Olives sits at a higher elevation than the city of Jerusalem. When you visit the Mount of Olives, you traditionally look off to your west, overlooking the Kidron Valley at the beautiful city of Jerusalem. But Bethany, which is also on the Mount of Olives, is nowhere to be found. To see the city of Bethany, you have to climb to the very top of the mount and look down off the eastern side. Then, Bethany becomes visible. Not only was Bethany located two miles from the city of Jerusalem, but it was on the opposite side of the Mount of Olives. The village was not visible from the city of Jerusalem. And probably more important to Jesus, the city of Jerusalem was not visible from Bethany. The village of Bethany provided Jesus with exactly what he routinely wanted, a place that was away from the crowds where he could rest, meditate, and talk to God in prayer. Of course, there are any number of lessons in this example for us. God wants us to be with people so that we can teach them about Him. But He also expects us to spend some time alone, thinking about God, studying His Word, and praying to Him. And we are constantly reminded of this by considering Jesus' visits to the small village of Bethany. By understanding a little bit more about the lands of the Bible, it helps you to understand the Bible stories even more. If you would like to learn more about the lands of the Bible, I invite you to go to my website at www.exploringbiblelands.com. There you'll find dozens of photographs as well as articles that have been written about the lands. I encourage you also to enter your email address into the small form 
to have our blog post emailed directly to you. Of course, you can always follow us and check us out on social media. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter or on Google+. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to our next time together as we will once again explore the lands of the Bible.